our sponsors. The Finkley Experience, an educational consulting firm that specializes in first-generation education and which prepares high school students for college. For more information, visit their website at thefinkleyexperience.com. Father to Father Incorporated, a nonprofit organization that strengthens families through father engagement with a goal to help men in our communities to be great dads. For more information, visit their website, fathertofatherinc.org. Ablaze Entertainment. The goal of Ablaze is to take emerging artists and develop them to the next level of their career. For more information, visit their website at ablazeentertainment.net. Thank you. So this is your Louisiana Girl Denise Boutet coming at you on the Michael Finkley Show. And you guys may know me from Why Did I Get Married as the really sweet girl Trina or maybe me Browns as Sasha. But I'm coming at you guys from the great state of California, but originally from Louisiana because you know I can't lose that Southern girl, baby. All right, you guys stay tuned to Michael Finkley. It's finally here. My brand new single, Biggest Dream Come True, now available on all streaming platforms. On the next Michael Finkley, actor Eric Hansen is with us as he talks about his major project, Nefarious, and entrepreneur Sabrina Lee. Next Finkley. Now, y'all, my next guest, this man right here, I tell you, he has some major projects happening right now that you must take advantage of and go see in your local theaters. But we're going to talk about that as well. He is actor Eric Hansen. How are you? I'm very well. And uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. You're so welcome. You're so very welcome. You've been, you're a pro. You've been doing this for a while, but it was not your first career choice, correct? No, no. Um, <clears throat> I I did a play in uh, 90-something, <laughs> and I, t- I took uh, a couple of decade uh, hiatus, and um, I went back and I, I was going to get back into writing, and I uh, got my degree in fiction writing in Chicago, Columbia College, Chicago, and um that ended up turning into some camera work. And uh, 10 years ago this month, I have been um, blessed to be, uh, to be doing this. And this is one of the greatest, um, one of the greatest doing what we get to do, telling stories. It's one of the most amazing uh, life experiences that I've, can, that I can imagine. At what point in your career, because again, this happened later for you in life. At what point mm-hmm. did you say, you know what? I got this. I got this. I'm going to pursue this as my full-time profession. Mm-hmm. Well, um, daily, I tell myself, I got this. Literally, when I wake up and when the feet hit the floor in the morning, it's a, um, it's a daily declaration of, I got this. I have this today. 
um, because we, we live in, in moments. Um, and as an actor, you discover that all uh, a scene is a series of moments. And so that's what we tend to kind of focus on. But um, I, I think um, the moments in my career that I was like, oh, this, this is going to turn into something fun. I was doing a play. I was doing Sham, uh, Sam Shepard's uh, True West, and I was playing Lee, and I've been acting for about seven months. I was brand new, you know, um, still very green. And we were doing a play, and there was a scene, and it was the first show that my wife had ever come to see me in. And there was a scene to where me and my scene partner, um, we had, uh, our characters had, had been uh, 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 hitting the sherry, if you will, and we're sitting on a, on a farm sink and we fall into it. And all you see is just our feet sticking out of the sink. And my lap, my wife is laughing so hard. Um, when the audience laughter died down, I could still hear her laughing. And, uh, it was one of the most beautiful sounds I've ever heard. Um, and so at that moment it was like, uh, this is what I want to do. What do I got to do to keep it, uh, keep it happening? Wow. And each of us has a story, right? <laughs> each of us has a story of our humble beginnings. And when you set your mind to go forth in this profession, it, in reading your resume, you went hard. <laughs> you definitely went hard in it. And, that, and it shows within your work. I love asking actors and actresses this question. How do you approach this profession? Like when you get that next script that that's offered to you, how do you approach you know, these various roles that you have to play? Well, um, because one day we can be a doctor and the very next day we can be someone who puts someone into the hospital. And so um, whenever we get a script in, we try to break down the truthful uh, parts of the character because anytime uh, I want to uh, pretend that I'm a toughie, and personally, I'm just not. I'm a softie. Um, but if I had to play a toughie, then it's like you don't pretend. You find your inner strength and your inner will or whatever that thing is that you have, that you genuinely have, that you can bring out and portray as that character. And so whether you are a... Um, uh, 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 a dog trainer and you're you've never been around dogs well you have been around kids and so you can find the inner thing that you do relate to and and um uh, bring that to the surface that makes sense so yeah. whatever it is you kind of approach it from that angle you, you approach it from the sense of truthfulness because anytime you pretend the camera doesn't lie and the camera knows in your, if you're pretending. And so um, the only way that you can um, uh, truth, you know, the only way that you can be truthful for that camera is to, um, to genuinely be honest in whatever it is that you're doing and thinking. And that goes back to um, if we're having a dialogue and you and I are in a scene together and you're telling me a story and I'm really just sitting there thinking, well, whenever he says this word, that's my turn to talk, but I'm not really listening. The camera sees that. So genuinely listening 
and having thoughts that are running around in your head that you just choose to not say, those things are always going to be caught by the camera. And so that's the truthfulness that you can have. Gotcha. That, that makes so much sense. And yeah. I love getting that type of advice. Uh, I was in my first movie last year. It was a background scene. I was, I was so excited. And it kind of put a bug in me. I'm like, hmm, I love this experience. I want more. So as I interview people and as I watch their work, I'm like, how do they handle this? What are, what's going through their mind? How What's their approach? So what you're giving me, I know the viewers watching as well, it gives them that sense of, okay, well, if he can do this, I can do this, right? Uh, if I practice, if I, you know, if I'm passionate about it, it's going to happen for me. So absolutely. For that. How you do anything is how you do everything. And um, when I first started, right? I like that, Eric. And when I first started, I went to an acting class just to watch, just to audit. I was working on writing, you know, and I thought if the actors in this acting class can put my scenes up on their feet, I can see it come to life, and then I can go home and do my edits. And I ended up being persuaded into doing a scene in that class. And uh, I, I initially, I got the bug right away. The very next day, Michael, I signed up for that class I was auditing, another weekly ongoing uh, acting for film class, uh, improvisational 101, uh, acting for uh, auditioning for television commercials. And then I sought out a private coach for theater training. So the very next day, I enlisted myself into the service of this career and there was something going on five days a week and uh it was definitely um a jump into the deep end of the pool wow and that's another aspect too as you mentioned investing in yourself going into the classes you know you know learning the techniques and enhancing your gifts that you have right mm -hmm. so yeah all that goes into there i love it <laughs> Absolutely. And the other thing, when I wasn't going to the classes, I would set up my fear was, um, how am I going to react to a camera being on me? Is it going to freak me out? And am I going to be able to remember those lines? There's the fear uh, of, can I remember lines? So every morning for two years, even when I was a working actor, I would still wake up and I would spend 30 minutes a morning as part of the daily routine. Of, I would give myself uh, 30 minutes and I would mem I would learn, I don't memorize, you learn about half page of dialogue or it might be a blog post or it could be a recipe out of a recipe book, something. And then I would set up my little Sony Handycam and I would uh, work that way. Always in front of the camera, always working on training your body and your mind to uh, metabolize somebody else's words. I'm taking notes mentally. I hope that you, you think fam are taking notes as well, because this is some good stuff. This is definitely some good stuff. And again, it, it brought you to the point of today. You've done a lot of different films and, you know, things along your uh, projects, along your way that you're, you're, you're currently in now. Can you tell us about them? With pleasure. Uh, one movie that just came out uh, this past weekend on Friday, it's called Nefarious, uh, starring Sean Patrick Flannery and uh, Jordan Belfi and uh, Tom Omer. Um, it's a movie regard about a, um, a man who was on uh, death row the day before his execution. Uh, he has um, convinced the people in the 
and, and the, the warden and the others that he is either insane, which means that he would not be able to be executed by law and the governor would demand a reprieve, or he's telling the truth about the fact that he say, this person is saying he is a demon that uh, a devil incarnate that has um, uh, taken over the body of the person who was the serial killer. And the, a psychiatrist has come to uh, make an evaluation. If he is uh, telling the truth and that the psychiatrist is, is an atheist, so he has some decisions to make because he doesn't believe in demons. So is the, if this person is insane, he can't kill him or he can't, they can't execute him. And if he is, then, um, then he has to come to grips of maybe there are. And so they have this conversation. It's mostly Sean, Patrick Flannery, and Jordan Belfi across the table from one another. And you might think with that being a talkie talk, two people across the table, that it could get bogged down. No, sir. No, sir. Sean Patrick Flannery is an absolute force. Um, you can watch, I'm going to have to watch the movie three more times to see everything that he did, but he has all these little details and ticks, and you can see a demon inside this body of flesh and bone trying to get out. And uh, it's just, and so many important things are being discussed in this movie. And it's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful movie. And it's faith-based, but it's rated R. And um, because of, there is some violence in the execution scene, uh, I won't tell you what happens after, whether the execution takes or not, but there is an execution scene. That means you got to go watch it, Big Fam. You got to go yes, watch sir. it. Oh, uh, it's so, we're getting such great feedback. Um, I'm hoping that people do go watch it. It's, it's not just for the faith-based. It's also uh, for lovers of film. And um, I believe it's a very, very important film to watch. Nefarious. Um, there's questions regarding the, 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 you know, angels and demons and do they exist and how does that work and how do they play off each other? What does God want? What does Satan ultimately want and what do they want from us? And um, so there's deep uh, theological questions that even if you're not um, even if even if you're not a believer, you're still you still have to ask yourself certain questions once you watch this movie. It's that good. What's next for Eric? What's next? Right now, I'm just waiting on some movies to come out. Um, I've got a few more which I can discuss in another time. They're going to be coming out later this year. So right now, it's kind of in a holding pattern. But I have um, uh, two projects I'm going to be shooting a little um, at some time in the future. Can't say exactly when. I'm going to be shooting a feature film called The Casket Girl with uh, writer-director John Darbone, who I worked with on Companion. That's a fantastic story as well. Uh, it's going to have paranormal aspects to it. Um, and then I'm doing another faith-based movie called Six Minutes um, that's, that I'm excited to, uh, excited to do. So I'm waiting on projects to come up. I have one movie that I'm really excited. It's called Chasing Hope that's going to be coming out. It's a, um, you can look this up with uh, Layla Cushman, written and directed by uh, uh, Samuel Joshua and Penny Carlisi. This, is, this movie is very special. We just had the premiere just outside of Detroit um, a few months ago. And um, I'm really, really excited for Chasing Hope to be uh, released as well. That is amazing. Eric's staying busy. He yeah. is staying busy. I love that. That's it, sir. That's it.
That's it. So, Eric, I have to ask this question as well, because I am a huge component of people and person, you know, persons following their dreams. They're achieving their goals in life. So what is your next biggest dream? My next biggest dream. I almost I almost feel like it would be cheating because I feel like I have reached like an inner sense of, of uh, fulfillment being able to do what I do. But at, at the heart, in my heart, in my heart, I am a storyteller. And so I do have many stories that need to be written and told. Um, so uh, dusting off my keyboards, cobwebs and knocking out uh, these stories is um, it's, it's an absolute must. Sometimes when you have a story in you, you just have to tell it or not to win awards or not to make the money. It's because if you don't tell this story, you'll never be complete. And so I have a couple of those that, um, that I believe need to be told. When you're ready to tell those stories, I know that the world will be waiting for them. I know I'm waiting. The world will be waiting for their stories. Um, I must ask this question as well. How important is your faith when it comes down to the, the different projects that you're a part of? How important is that guiding you to choose the right thing to do for yourself? Uh, without faith, what are we? Uh, we're, we're adrift without a that, Eric. Oh my gosh. And yeah. so every day, um, uh, you wake up and you try to do what, what can I do to be the person that Jesus set the example to be and the, and the person that God would want me to be. And, and it's not wearing a, uh, it's not just wearing a cross necklace. It's not wearing a t-shirt that says, I love Jesus. It's by presenting yourself in a way that people see whether or not they know your beliefs or not, that see uh, a follower of God, even if they know exactly, they don't, necessarily know what they're looking at sometimes, but they do know that uh, a level of integrity and a level of um, giving to the world as Jesus would have us do, um, that's the daily, that's the daily, um, the daily goal, you know, and I think we should all try to follow how great would this world be if we just attempted to make such decisions. Right, got that right. I consider better myself, sir. I love it, love it, love it. And your faith is going to continue to take you far, my friend. It really, really is because you're there, you're there. And I know that you're always striving to get to that level as well. But let's go, bro. Let's go. I, oh, love, man. It. I man. love it. I love it. I love it. Turn your mouth to God's ears and my heart. Thank you. Hey, so, yes, sir. You're very welcome. How can the Think Fam follow you on social media? And one more time, how can we watch these amazing projects? Now, uh, whosnefarious.com, or you can go to the IMDb link and look for your local theaters. I believe it's playing and well, it's playing everywhere all across the United States. I, uh, uh, requires any more information on me, you can just go to my website. It's uh, erichanson.net, E-R-I-C-H-A-N-S-O-N.net. Uh, all right. You said it here. You heard it here, Fink Fam, and all your information is in the description below as well. Eric, thank you for being with us. Thank you, uh, so, Michael Beasley, so Thank you so much for having me. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. Definitely. You must come back because we have more things happening in the future. That's, that's a plan. All right, sounds good to me. Big fans, I'll go away back in a moment.
Coming up, we have Sabrina Lee with us. Back in a moment. CJ Watson, I am a former 10-year NBA veteran, children's author, uh, have a nonprofit foundation, and you are now watching The Michael Finkley Show. On the next Michael Finkley, writer, director of the BET Plus movie, The Reading, Courtney Glade is with us as he talks about his process in making the movie and his experience with Monique and Lee Daniels. And rising country star Tony Evans Jr. stops by. Next Finkley. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hey, did you get your merch yet? You know, Michael Finkley merch. Visit our website, MichaelFinkleyShow.com, and click Finkley Store. You won't be disappointed, I'm telling you. Mm, that's good. Hello, everybody. It's Finkley from the Finkley Experience. We're an educational consulting firm that specializes in first-generation education. So we assist students with their college and career endeavors. We train school administrators on the state of first-generation students. And also, we partner with colleges and universities to assist their first-generation population for easy transition from high school to college. So if you're looking for a presenter or a speaker that presents on these topics and so much more, visit our website at thefinkleyexperience.com and learn about all that we do. We're looking forward to working with you. Welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. Now, y'all, my next guest, she is an entrepreneur. Like, I'm, I'm going to try to name my mom, I promise you. Entrepreneur, business coach, wealth advisor, online course creator, and y'all, so much more. But she's going to talk about it later as well. I'm telling you, she is none other than Sabrina Lee. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. You're so welcome. I love it. You are so welcome. Like I said, you know, I was so excited to just, you know, learn about you and what you've done. But behind every great success, there is a story. There's definitely a story. And I know that you have one as well. And so many people, when they when they're on the move to finding their, their goals and dreams, and they look at people to kind of mock, but kind of have an influence by, they see the good. They always see the good, but they don't see the bad. They don't hear the other stories. So how right. did your story begin? Was it always good? Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish I was God's favorite like that. <laughs> um, no, he actually didn't um, decide to take my application for the soft life until later on. Um, so actually, it started because I have um, I have two children. And they both were born with speech, speech delays. So I worked in retail for 10 years. And if you know anything about retail or have ever worked in retail, baby, there's no days off. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care about holidays. They don't care about your children being sick. They don't care and about it, you. They don't. <laughs> they don't. They will work you like uh, a dog. So um, it was more so of the freedom of having to make sure that I am there for my children. So once I decided like, hey, I need to do something that makes sure that I have the freedom and the funds. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm always telling people, don't chase the money, always chase the freedom because the freedom is going to come with the fun. So <laughs> after working in retail for 10 years and really just developing my people skills, so that I dedicate to retail. They really helped me with my people skills. Yeah. I started um, getting interested in the spa industry and I started looking for things that would help women feel better about themselves. So that's when I tapped into body contouring. And that's when God took my application. It was like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it happen. So once I started with body contouring, I really just wanted to be a spa owner. But everyone kept coming to me, asking me to help teach them how to get into the industry. So I finally decided to become an instructor. And from there, I've helped over 1,500 women start their own spas all over the world and in Canada. Wow, somebody's been busy. Somebody's yes. been busy and paying it forward <laughs> and definitely paying it forward for others. Yes. So I must ask, why did you get involved within the the concept of body contour? And let's go all the way back because, you know, I do have some men that watch the show as well. They want to know what is body, <laughs> what is body contour? <laughs> Once again, it goes back to me having my children. Once I had my yeah. first child, I was never um, of a larger frame, but once I had that first child and gained almost 50 pounds, I was like, whoa. And it was so many different emotions. It was, you know, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel like I'm pretty. So many different things. So I wanted to do some research on some things that were a little safer than surgery. And that's when I discovered body contouring. And what body contouring is non-invasive ways to help sculpture your body so that you can start your healthy journey. And it really helped turn my life around after having my son 10 years ago, because then I was able to jumpstart my weight loss journey. Wow. Okay. Amazing. And within all of that, right, within, you know, empowering yourself, empowering the people around you. How did you keep yourself motivated through these different channels or phases in your life and pursuing your dreams, but also others as well? Um, so my mentor actually told me to find something that you don't need motivation because motivation is temporary. So I follow my purpose. And with my purpose... Hold on, wait, Sabrina, wait. Because you're, you're blowing my mind here. You're blowing my mind. You're blowing my mind. Wow. Now, that's words to live by. I've never heard that before. Yes, because you're not motivated. Like, I'm not motivated to go to the gym. I'm not motivated every day to wake up and do work and all the paperwork and things that come with this. But my purpose, that purpose makes me wake up every day hit the floor running because I know that it's so many people that I can help. I know that I'm building a legacy and I know that, you know, 10, 15 years from now, I will still have people coming up to me, letting me know the impact that I made on their, on their lives, which is the most important thing to me. I'm learning so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning so much because, you know, again, you don't, you never hear these words, right? And we forget to talk about that purpose, that passion, that should drive you, right? That Absolutely. should take you to the next level where you see yourself and however you define success, because we define it, we define it differently because we're all unique 
and wonderfully made uh, in that right. So, oh my gosh, life lessons here, definitely in life lessons here. And so please, you know, tell us about the stages because I know that um, Her Way, the, the beauty brand, went through different stages and it is what it is today, right? As an institute, you're training people now. So could you talk about those stages, even those hard times, right? When you got a yes, but then they took it away and said no, right? Or it was just a straight out no, we ain't doing this. We don't know who you are. How, how was that for you? Um, it was for the first three years, it was all no's. So I always tell people, I don't care about any of the no's. You can tell me no 99 times. I'm going to keep going until I hear that one yes. So for three years, it was no, no one understands the industry. They don't really know a lot about the industry. Is this a fake industry? So funding was an opportunity for me because no one really knew what body contouring was. Um, I didn't know that I was supposed to go out and build my business credit because at the time I thought I could do things by myself and not have a mentor. So it was so many no's for three years until God shut everything down when COVID happened. And it was just me isolated and doing a ton of research and finding the right mentor that spoke my love language, where I started to get the motion. I started to walk in my purpose. I started to see the clarity around what my business structure should be and how it should flow and what is the passion, what makes me want to get up every morning and do these things. So first three years, no money, no funding, <laughs> no yes. It was all no's, but it was me saying, I know I can do this. I know it's something. So then in that second phase when COVID hit and I started doing a lot of research and taking a lot of courses, um, that's when I started to really tap into the leadership part. I started teaching and I had the cheapest courses out there. And I always tell people, don't sleep on the beginners. The beginners are the hungry ones. Do not sleep on them because when them prices go from low to um, maybe I'm not available, <laughs> then you're going to regret it. So yeah. during COVID, it was just how many people can you help start their own business? Because these people are losing their jobs. They're losing their stable income. And how can you help them? So that's when I really took the teaching thing to another level and started doing body contouring courses. That was stage two. And then God was like, I want you to go a little higher. I, I think you can do a little bit more. So uh, last year, we became fully accredited for two uh, medical programs, medical assistant and phlebotomy. So we're nationwide accredited where we get to offer these women um, accreditation, accredited certifications that they could use for jobs or for new businesses. Oh my gosh. And does that include also, because I see that you also have billing and coding as well. Yes. So what we do is we actually will take a course and then we will show you how to make money off of that course five to six times. So a lot of people wasn't aware that with medical assistant, you can actually test for billing and coding. A lot of people didn't know that with phlebotomy, you can start your own mobile lab. You can do drug testing, DOT testing. You can start a mobile clinic. It was so many different things that people didn't know. They just thought, oh, I don't want to be a phlebotomist. All you can make is five, seven, ten dollars an hour. No, actually, you can start your own clinic. You can start your own 
non-medical lab, which a lot of my students have, I have students right now that's ranging anywhere from $10,000 to $15,000 a month off of their non-medical labs. So we're a little different over here. We're a little different over here. <laughs> we, we brag a little different over here. I feel like I'm in the wrong profession. <laughs> What's next? Um, I am going to touch a lot of stages all over the U.S. So I will, um, I'll be doing some public speaking. I'll also be adding some courses to the accredited uh, program, which we're interested in expanding that portion to massage therapy and different things of that nature. Um, but the goal is to touch as many stages as I possibly can before I retire. <laughs> Gotcha. And you will, because as my my best friend always says, all words are listening. So you will, Absolutely. because you already spoken. So you're just waiting for it to happen. I know, right? That's it. <laughs> Thank you that for that. That is it. I love this. Congratulations to you and all the things that you've accomplished. How can the Fing Fam follow you on social media? And then how can we be a part of the Her Way Beauty movement? How can we get involved as well? You're already part of the family now. So now you are part of the family. So just reach out for whatever you need, whatever you need from us. You're a part of the family. Um, they can follow me on um, Facebook, Sabrina Lee. You can also follow me on Instagram. It's Her Way Institute. And then I'm also on Instagram for my public speaking, which is Sabrina.SimplyLee on Instagram as well. All right, Fink Fam, you heard it here, and all your information is in the description below. Sabrina Lee, everybody, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Fink Fam, don't you dare go away. Back in a moment. Hi, this is Esther Blanche, formerly from All My Children, and you are watching The Michael Finkley Show. Welcome to Father to Father. The mission of Father to Father Charleston, South Carolina is to help fathers in the low country area of South Carolina to be a positive and consistent presence in their children's lives. Father to Father provides community-based programs and support groups for fathers free of charge. They also help fathers connect to other resources they need so they can meet their responsibilities and secure their parental rights. Father to Father offers job coaching and employment connections that benefit fathers. Father to Father is a resource for local organizations that want to provide family support and father services. If this program is a fit for you, visit our location in North Charleston, South Carolina and meet our friendly staff here to help and assist. Or visit our website at fatherstofatherinc.org. I look forward to bringing you a message every week. Every week. So let's cut right to the chase. Work on yourself more than you do anything else. Work on yourself more than you do anything else. And I live by this. I live by this every day. Why? Because I said it before. Success do not far exceed personal development. Success is not that far from personal development. If you want to be successful, you have to first become so successful in your personal life. 
You have to be your best self. I like to call it, you have to go from 1.0 to 2.0. Who is that 2.0 person in you? Because that 2.0 is, is the person who can make the best decisions, who's going to have discipline, who's going to have consistency, who's going to allow you to make the moves that you need to make. See, I noticed like when I'm 2.0, I have a different type of mindset. I have a different type of discipline. I have a different type of tolerance for what I allow myself to do. And you have to get to the, the, the person in you, the 2.0 person in you, who you know is going to allow you to be your best self on a day-to-day -day basis so you can be the person that you want to be. If you stay on 1.0, 1.0 allow you to do things that 2.0 not going to allow. 1.0 going to allow you to slack. 1.0 not going to hold you accountable. You don't need to be 1.0. You need to be 2.0. Whoever you are. And you need to figure out also how to get to that 2.0. So for me, it's making sure that I consistently go into the gym for my mental health and for physical confidence. It's reading. It's listening to podcasts instead of listening to the radio. It's consuming all the things I need to consume to keep myself up so that I can then produce what's need to be produced to help you in your life. As long as I'm consuming positivity, motivation, discipline, I need that consistently in my brain because I need my subconscious mind to automatically be that way. And I have to do it every day because it's like a muscle that you have to keep training. And if I stop training it, I will lose all the power that comes with it. So you need to consistently train yourself consistently every single day to train yourself to be 2.0 to be 2.0 and get away from 1.0 you. My name is Abraham Stanan. I am an author, entrepreneur, coach, and a speaker, and you are watching the Micro Thinking Show. CTR Media Network is now accepting new podcasters to join our growing network that's reaching 350 million global listeners. Have you heard? CTR Media Network offers podcast production, podcast training, distribution, and product placement. Book us for your next event or schedule an interview with CTR Media Network podcasters today. To learn more, go to ctrmedianetwork.com. Are the next Michael Finkley. Writer, director of the BET Plus movie, The Reading, Courtney Gladey is with us as he talks about his process in making the movie and his experience with Monique and Lee Daniels. And rising country star Tony Evans Jr. stops by. Next Finkley, 